This episode of the Golf Gaming Podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game palais to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. You bet 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks. That's at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. And we're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Squares Contest. $1,000 prize pool and completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash squares to enter today. All right, DJ. Welcome back. It's the AT&T Pebble Beach betting show with your boy Boston Capper, the god of golf himself, Steve Sherman, and newly nominated fantasy writer, golf fantasy writer of the year, Byron Lindique, the model maniac, as probably most of you guys know him as. So, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Oh, happy to be here with you boys. And that's the first time I've ever been called Lindique. That's uh, it's bringing me back to my heydays in South Africa, you know, Lindique. Is, Wait, is that not? Is that how it's pronounced? I'm not entirely sure it's how it's pronounced, but it's definitely one of the phrases that I've heard. And uh, it was a bit more of an Afrikaans term than, than the English folk, you know. But okay. you're, you're from Boston, so I guess that's about as close to Afrikaans as you can get. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the, uh, the accent is very similar. It's pretty fucking silly. Uh, like, I think I texted you. I think we did... Uh, like one of the uh, Wiley's like spaces. Yes. And I was like, holy fuck, this guy's South African. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I DM'd you and I was like, holy shit, man. And I had no idea. Nobody had any idea. You blew everybody's mind that night. <laughs> I know. It's so funny when that happens, dude, because I'm like this anonymous person on Twitter and then, you know, you get me behind a microphone and it's like, whoa. So yeah. yeah I mean, I mean definitely, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you just you sound like with the South African accent, like whenever you talk about data and stuff, like you just sound just more credible every time I listen to you just talk about this stuff. Like, like you could be like points and points off with your strokes game data. I'm like, yeah, like that's reasonable that Zalas Horse is losing two strokes around because you know just the way you talk there. It, it's it, it's definitely. It's, it's definitely uh, adds to your credibility for sure. Absolutely. I can't wait to speak about Matt Kuchar leading the field in driving distance this week. So that's definitely something you want Stop to get it. into. And, <laughs> and uh, we, can, we can talk about Tom Hoagie being the best player in the field too. So that's lots, lots of stuff oh, to, to get to. So, so gross. This, this field is, is, is gross. It should be a good tournament though. Like other than the Saturday coverage, which is absolute garbage. Like, I don't know. It's fine. It is what it is. <sighs> Steve talked about it and the PGA misses out so bad this week. There's no fucking football. Nobody really cares about hockey and baseball until the playoffs in this country. And they could have the sports world by the balls. And this is the shit that they put out. Bill Murray and, as, as Steve likes to say, Larry the fucking cable guy doing the yuck yucks. Like, what is the point? Like, come on. Like, like, oh, there's such a missed opportunity here. Like, if they had made it an elevated event, which they could have, they chose what to make elevated events and what not to. The week where there is nothing going on with football, why didn't you make this week a fucking elevated event? Moynihan is a goddamn moron. And I know this because Steve, he came from the Bank of America trade. And the Bank of America executives, I used to work for the company, complete fucking morons. Morons. <laughs> you okay over there, Capper? You said to get on that track? Sorry. Hey, let's, let's, take a, let's take a drink there, buddy. <laughs> yes. Easy, buddy. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, after that little uh, rant about uh, uh, the commissioner there. So why don't we talk about the actual golf tournament? Yeah, like, listen, this is a really crap field. And uh, so, Byron, like, you know, obviously, like the last couple of weeks, like we've had a really top-heavy field as far as like you know, I actually had Xander, Rob, Cantlay, 
You have, yeah. uh, you know, last week, Rom, JT, all those really top players. Now we get to like, it's a top heavy field, like three guys, but like, to me, it kind of seems like they're not quite as invincible this week where I don't have to, I don't think I have to worry about them really just like, like if they're maybe chasing a little bit, like if somebody I have, like I'm not sweating all that much. You kind of feel the same way that like, yeah, like these are three really big names of the field, but they're not quite as like invincible as what we couple saw the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. How I do my, my model and stuff is it breaks it down into a power rating, not a ranking as well. I take the rating and turn it into a ranking, but the numbers that I have for these for, for Fitzy and Hovland and, and Spieth aren't that much of a gap between I've got Matt Kuchar sitting in between Jordan Spieth and the other, other two guys. Somehow. Oh so yeah, that's what's going on in my model this week. So we, we're in, we're in for a hell of a week. Oh my God. Uh, Andrew Putnam, not too far behind. So I'm totally okay with, with what's going on this week. You know, I think the model's kind of getting weird on me and I think that's exactly what we're looking for this week. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all about it. You know, I'm not too excited about getting super exposed. I'm, I'm pretty much betting all my units at a third of a third of a fraction because I don't want no jabronis getting in the way of my profits and things like that this week. So kind of just taking it easy, but still getting some action in there and, and just seeing how it goes. Yep. So there you go. So, like so as you build out your model this week, like obviously everybody talks about with this place, like, all right, you gotta be a really good putter on POA, like a lot of short iron stuff. Like, is there any sort of like stats that you feel like are either overrated or underrated at this event that you incorporate a little more into your model this week? I'm just a big approach guy. You know, I love, I love throwing that in there. I'm sitting at like 46, 45% total approach, you know, Whoa. proximity weightings, all that jazz. And I think that's it. You know, I think uh, I waited a few 200 to 250 yard proximity numbers in there to kind of make that uh, morph uh, a tee shot in a way, because I think we're going to see a lot of those okay. three irons and hybrids off the tee boxes this week. So I'm okay having, having heavy, good approach players in my, in the top of my model, which I think is, Kind of why Cooch is there right now. He's actually getting his hands pretty nicely. So, um, oh, yeah, that's that's the current situation. That's, I mean, but that's fucking, that's savvy, by the way. I never Kuchar. even thought about that. It is, it is savvy. I, I I do like that. But the fact that Kuchar is that high up in the model, that's oh, so uh, I know, bro. I'm scared about it myself. So he checks a lot of boxes, man. This week, yeah, he does. Yeah, and look like we're gonna be betting some losers and some bums. Oh, and like Kucher is listen, he's he's a bum, but he's not the bummiest of bums in this field. So No, know. I was on him when he was on that hot streak. Was it in the fall? He was on that fucking hot streak and I and I started dipping back into him. He used to be a free square at DFS back in the day on these shorter courses. Like he'd be priced right, he'd be owned twenty five percent, but you had to fucking play him because he was gonna fucking score and end up in the top ten. But yeah. I don't know. Kucher's such a like, like he just is. Like, I don't know. He's just a. What's it with, what's it with you calling golfers dicks the last like forty eight hours? You you call out Jimmy Walker. You know, he, like, Jimmy Walker course, was a dick. Or suffer. He had, you know, he's probably got. He's got Lyme disease. He's probably all mad about that. Maybe he didn't want to talk to your buddy that day. And I, I called out shit. all Matt Kuchar. Yeah, no, he doesn't want to pay. Nobody candies. in part of me cares. Part of knew who Jimmy Walker was. My buddy said, "What's up?" And he did. He couldn't even acknowledge his existence. That's a prick move. Fuck that. Like, no, absolutely not. Fine. All right. So whenever Matt Kuchar gets brought up tonight or Jimmy Walker, even. Yeah. All right. Maybe we should just like mute your mic. So it's fine. Let's explain. So. Good luck. All right, what, what, no one's figured out how to mute me yet. <laughs> yes. There we go. All right. Why don't we take our first break and then why don't we start getting to uh, the betting card? All right. Well, listen, WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Game Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. 
the big game is here, and WinBet has what you need to be covered. Uh, great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100 bucks to get 100 bucks. It is limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot palais of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or anybody you know has a game in problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. All right, let's start it off big at the top of the show here. Byron, since you're a very special guest, uh, why don't you kick it off? So who's the first guy uh, on your betting card for an outright this week? For an outright, it's going to be Seamus. He's the shortest I've got on there. I snagged him at the 28s on Monday, and I, th- I feel like that's very fair. Uh, guy's got great courses here at these kind of shorter tracks. Mike Ober, you know, RSM, Bermuda. Obviously, he won at Bermuda. was basically about to win here again until... You know, Spieth jumped on the edge of a cliff and and pretty much tilted Seamus <laughs> ticket owners <laughs> off the planet. And hopefully, did. He can, that was fun. yeah, hopefully he can redeem himself this week. I I think he's he's got all the tools he needs. He he's one of those guys that just somehow scores. You know, if you look at like birdie bogeys, par fives, he's one of the only guys in the top yeah that's inside the top fifteen for all three of those stats for a long term baseline for me, which is interesting. He's just he just a uh, he just an old school golfer that just gets it done. Right. And I don't think uh, a lot of people grade him out well in models because of his inconsistent approach play can get out of there, out of whack every now and then. But um, when he's firing, he's firing and I'm totally okay. Taking an outright shot on a guy that does that kind of stuff. Let me ask you something, Byron, how superstitious are you? I'm not Rafael Nadal that I have to pull my underpants out of my my socks every time (laughs) I walk over a tennis court line, but I, I wouldn't say necessarily that that okay. position. So there's a big mush. Oh yes, I know where this on, is. Yeah. yeah. So we try not to drop his name because whatever you know, you yes. know, don't want to shame the guy. But everybody on golf Twitter knows who he's on, and so he is not on my official betting card. But I definitely bet Seamus fucking first thing in the morning, fucking yeah. Monday, because I saw it, and uh, because I live in Florida and there's no legal betting here. I have locals who do not offer cash outs. Uh, so I am just, uh, I'm stuck with it. I, listen, I hope, I hope the curse somehow gets broken uh, because he was the first click that I had. Uh, I know people love that phrase too. First click, just trigger people first click. Um, but yeah, I, 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 listen, if it wasn't for the person who is on him, I love fucking Sheamus this week. Plus he's got the best name in the game. I just find it so hard to, to take that into account. It's, it's, <sighs> What does one person's belief in another person have to do? I, I, Listen, I find that fascinating, and it, I, I'm re- yeah. I refuse to believe it. I mean, so here's the deal, right? So, like, I grew up superstitious. Uh, I don't know if I was growing up Irish Catholic or what. And then I was, I was a sailor, very fucking superstitious. I played baseball, very superstitious. Like, so it's just every, like, every bone in my body is insanely superstitious. And a lot, like, I get it. It makes no fucking sense to my logical brain, but... I just can't. I, I like. I, I believe in random shit like that. Like I just can't. I can't help myself. And I immediately I texted Steve like big capital like fuck as, as soon as as soon as as soon as he texted me who, who that person was on. Yeah, listen. Like so. I mean, like he made great arguments for Seamus this week, and yeah, just like you make great arguments. I mean, listen. Like anytime you get him on kind of these shorter coastal tracks, like he's really good under one fifty. Yeah, the overall iron numbers might not be very good, but tends to excel in that range. But yeah, for I mean. 
at some point, this guy is going to bankrupt the entire golf gambling community. He's going to get the last laugh. And honestly, <laughs> after know, all the crap he's got, he probably yeah. deserves. He does deserve it. He does get he shit does. on a lot. And like, whatever. I don't want to get into it. We can talk I mean, about he, it. Because he, he really is like a stalwart of the golf game yeah. for sure. He's done a lot of great things for us. So, I mean, yeah. I, I probably, we probably would not be, be, be here right now without him. So, no, all, right. all right. So, uh, Byron, all right. So, uh, you know, Shame is your first guy. Uh, who else is on your card this week? I got Andrew Putnam in next day at 33. Okay. I think that's a nice, nice fair number for a guy that's on one of the craziest cut streaks we've actually seen in a while. And, um, played it's like nice Shanks year. back in the day. Ooh. Remember Adam Shank? He made like fucking like 28 cuts in a row. <laughs> Did he yeah. win the tournament? On, on no, the way? of course not. It's Adam Shank. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so if if not, at least Andrew Putnam will make another cut this week and we can hang our hat on. And um, I just think he's, I mean, T2 at Zozo, uh, T4 at the Sony. The guy's been RSM. He was in the lead, I think, or towards the top and then kind of fell down the leaderboard on Sunday. So he's been he's been at the top of leaderboards lately. And, and yeah. for 33 to 1 in this field, I feel like that's a fair price tag. Played nicely yeah, last year, T6 uh, or T7. Yeah. Why the hell not? You know, I think his game's trending nicely. If he can if he can find himself one or two shots off the lead going into Sunday, I think that's a good spot for him versus kind of like maybe being the leader. I think I, I think if I had access to a third with a three in front of his number, I could have probably stomached it. But like mine, like I he, it was 21 and my God, like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't pull the trigger. I just yeah. couldn't, but I, I like Putnam. I have him on my card in two other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, if I had a three, I'd definitely get behind that. Yeah. I, I, I had a three in front of Putnam. I also, have, I bet Putnam and I'll yeah. expand on your point here too. So one of the concerns, obviously, you know, short iron play and he yeah. doesn't really rank well in the proximities, but I dug a little deeper into Andrew Putnam and uh, you know, so over the last 12 months or so, he's one of the leaders in greens regulation rate from 100 to 150 and one of the leaders in poor shot avoidance and between 100 and 150. And when you get a guy like, just listen, like maybe he's not that close to the hole, but he's not getting in trouble. He's just that good of a putter. That's a really good recipe for success at Pebble Beach this week. And yeah, I mean, he's got the T6 last year, the second place is Zozo. I Like you mentioned, like I like that he has been really close to in the mix and it's going to be time pretty soon. I think when we just bust through. So yeah, just like you, I, I saw a three in front of his name and I, that was one of my first bets of the week was betting at your bottom. I really like that. Yeah. I like it too. Yeah. All right. Uh, anybody else on your betting of her outrights this week? Yeah, I've got a bunch. So okay, let's, gonna, let's keep I'm rolling kind of, then. Yeah. <laughs> I, go, I got next up is Matthew Neesmith, hundred to one, I think. Okay. Um, Hundred one. That's that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think he's yeah. sitting inside the top ten in my model. So I'm giving yeah. a guy that's hundred to one that's sitting in there. That's not Mark Hubbard. I'll I'll definitely play him. And <laughs> somehow Mark Hubbard just keeps breaking my model and it's driving me nuts. He looks Don't good know. in mine too, buddy. I'm like I, I gotta man, ignore man. this. You've been garbage. I mean, ever since yeah. you got DQ'd, I got no. There's bad juju or something. What what you need to do is you need to run two different models. Uh, how long do you run your model for, Byron? Uh, it's since 2022, so that's like 75 of my my stats. No, no, no. So no, no. What I'm saying is, so like, how how many rounds do you take into account when you're running your model? All the rounds since 2022. So you got both of you guys do this. Like you got like it, I don't give a fuck what somebody did a year ago. You can run that for like a baseline and then run a separate model with the same shit over the last like I don't know 24, 36. Rounds, you know what I mean, to kind of see how far has the form fallen off. Mark Harbin's going to disappear out of your goddamn model if you do that. We, we usually guys like us usually have like a short term 
like yes, in that that where he looks okay. horrible. Like I, so I I don't have like a really sophisticated model. I just have a spreadsheet with a, with a bunch of V lookups and uh, you know conditional formatting. And there's a lot of blue in his recent uh, form right now. That I'm like, no, no, there's there's red over here, but there's blue right next to it. No, that's I'm just good with our coverage. So yeah, uh, it's a problem. Right. It, 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 de- it definitely is a problem for sure. So, all right. So, so it sounds like, so you had Seamus and Putnam and they jumped all the way to Neesmith. It, do you have a bunch of other guys over a hundred to one? So I got Joel Damon, 45, okay. 40. Um, he's one of the guys I got. I'll rattle off Aaron Badley and Nick Hardy. That's it. That's it for me. So we can kind of get those names off my tongue. Joel, I like, you know, I think out of the, out of the box, just uh, hopefully you come back after being laid off for that long with the baby and then you just, you come back and the putter is his biggest issue. Hopefully no. the putter's just forgotten what shit it gets up to on the regular weekly occasion, continues to strike the balls crazily well as he has been and, and makes a whole bunch of putts this week and wins a tournament. That's basically my theory there. Okay. What? All right. Very good. Um, All right. Talk to me about, talk... wait, no, no, time out. So he's got Hattie on the cad and that's a guy who Hottie. I typically, yeah, exactly. Who I typically like, and I've been, I back the whole fall swing. What jumps out to you to him? Well, he's the second best iron player in the field behind Tom Hoagie. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they've been very. It's his numbers have been very, very, very. I know. Good. And he's a hundred to one. Why the hell would you not take a gamble? Oh, so okay, okay. So 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 if you can get a hundred, like when I was looking, pull up. So he was like, he's he's a name I crossed off, and I'm still old school paper. Like when I'm making my bets and shit. So he was, he was only 52 where I could get him at. Okay. Yeah. 52. See, 52, so that's, that's uh, you know, I don't know if I would have gone there at 50. Yeah. At 52. Cause I, I got, I got some other guys in the fifties that I took instead. And it's just because the proximity numbers for him, for me, didn't really do well. And then I don't know, a couple of T forties, I think the miscuts some top 20. Ives over his last like five. I don't know. Like, listen, I love Nick Hattie. If he wins, I'm going to be pissed that I'm fucking not on him, especially at like a hundred to one number. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like, I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear why you liked him. Cause I was like, what? No, why? Yeah. It, it kind of seems like we got a Luke list situation with him lately. Like over his last six tournaments, I see really good ball striking numbers going all the way back to the Fortit and then just around the green of putting just yeah. bad. So like, listen, at some point he's going to have a spike week. I know he's kind of a Northern guy. Um, I don't think his history on Poe has been all that good, but you know what? All it takes is kind of a decent week. So yeah, listen, hundred to one for that ball strike. It's hard to ignore. So I'm, I'm cool with that. So, and yep. he right. was a really good, well, not good, but he was a much better putter before mm-hmm. he started striking the ball as well. And I think you can often see these guys, they, they lean on their coach or, or their practice regimen and go heavy on the ball striking. If they want to improve on that, kind of leave the putting alone for a little bit. And then you, you see how these guys get better at approach and their putting starts getting worse. I don't know if that's got to do with seeing more birdie putts for, from a longer distance versus having to like make a few five, six footers for par, or if they just neglect their putting while they're trying to work on the irons. So it could be that I'm hoping right? it's the second and, and you know, he's now that he's got his irons figured out, he's going to be leaning on the putt a little bit more on the, on the practice green. And, and we're just waiting, you know, anyone can put a putt in from, from 15 feet. Right, like yeah. any one of you or me can can do that. But if right. you put us out in the middle of the fairway from 150 yards away, not anyone can just hit the green. <laughs> no, right? so, no, no, absolutely not. So that's kind of the the, the philosophy we're taking here with Nick Hardy is a little luck. I like it. Listen, and, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I just because because he's a guy who I had written down and 
And he's a guy who I typically bat. And so when I saw he was in the field, he was immediately somebody who I knew I was going to go look at immediately. And when I saw the number, I was like, nah, I can't do it. Yeah, I I'm can't stomach like that. Yeah. Okay. 100 to 1, I would have been all over it. Okay. All right, Capper, then who's on your betting card this week for outrights? All right, man. So I told you I had no fucking clue what to do. None. Like zero. I just felt lost. Just felt lost, right? So it's kind of a weird cad. I feel like I feel like those top three guys have so much win equity. I'm gonna put a nice chunk on Hovland. Okay. Because of the narrative street that bit me in the ass with Fitzy uh, in Boston. Like nothing triggered me more. I was on tilt for like a fucking week. Like I couldn't believe it that the narrative actually came through. Oh, you want to put the US amateur here? Right? I, I couldn't believe it. I was completely on tilt. That was inconsolable. I thought I was gonna quit gambling on golf. Uh, but I mean, look, this should be a course that fits him here too. Not only just the narrative he's played in the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm fine with it. It's, I, I got him at basically 12 to one. It was like 1190. One of my local guys has like weird fucking numbers. So, and the way I structured the rest of my card, it's all guys 50 or deeper and much smaller stakes. Um, I'm just going to take a shot with one of the big dudes. I'm going to keep that. What my, my thesis is, is that just good players win now. Like that's just what happens. Like, I mean, last week who gave Sam Ryder a shot? Nobody like the books didn't respect him. Everybody knew he was going to fucking lose to either Rom uh, or one of the big dogs chasing him. Like it was going to happen. And I feel like it's going to be the same thing this week. I could be wrong. Whatever. I'm fucking wrong all the time. I don't care. I'd rather have money on Vic than fucking uh, what's his nuts. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I got all my favorite save, but not McNeely. Um, McCarthy. Yeah, no, no, Matt McNeely. Like, what is he, like 17 to 1? Fuck out of here. Bet 17 to 1. <laughs> don't Matt don't speak that into the ear there, buddy, okay? I'm just saying. Easy. Like, the, the guy is a, a, a consummate loser. Like, he does not win. No. He's 17 to 1. Get out of here. Yeah, I know. That's fine. Go sprinkle it. I know you're going to. Um, no, no, you're, you're not the other one. So I'm not going to do that. But I'm a little fine. worried now that you just spoke that into existence. That's fine. And then the rest of mine, I, we talked about these guys already last night. Um, and let's again, I'm a little biased to this dude. Um, and I got him at 51. And it's Taylor Moore. Uh, he, uh, you know, I mean, he, he has a top 20 here last year. He's in good form. Uh, I don't particularly know what he does well, but it seems that's a like, problem, by the way. I get it, dude. He's fucking 51 to he's 51. Like, it's like, I don't, I, I'm not expecting, like, oh, he checks all my boxes at 51. Like, for whatever reason, he puts good on POA. He played well last week. I like guys coming in with good form. That's one of the biggest things that I bet is guys coming in in good form. And he has that. And this is a shit field. It's a mm. fucking shit field. So why not? I'll take a spot on a guy that I like um, at 51. And then same thing with Nick Taylor. Um, you know, I bet him at the RBC Canadian, I think, too. Um, played well there. Obviously not a comp course, but just trying to think of like times that I bet him. Um, his best putting surface is POA. It's not cool. Great, but it's still his best putting surface. Um, I know he mixes the cut at the Amex, but you know, top 10 at the Sony. Um, he can get hot with the flat stick. He's fine to me. Um, and the same thing, it's it's over 50. Like, you know, I mean, all these guys are gonna have stories that can get, you know, holes poked in. Uh, just like the next loser I'm fucking betting, Thomas Dietrich. Like, uh, like I'm gonna <laughs> bet Dietrich. <laughs> <laughs> at fucking 51. The guy can't close. He cannot close. He is the guy Alec Baldwin is yelling at um, <laughs> in Glengarry Glen Ross. Put down the coffee, Thomas Dietrich. Coffee is for closers, and he is not a fucking closer, but in this field, 
He's a good iron player. He can get hot with a flat stick. Um, he's played recently. Um, I feel like his skill level should not, he should not be priced at 50 to one in this field. He should be 30 high twenties. Like, so I just feel like I'm getting a value at that. I know I, I always screw about plus EV value value doesn't mean shit unless you hit the win, but like, whatever, like I'll take Dietrich. And then my longest shot, um, I went Lanto man. Um, he's a guy that we used to bet all the fucking time. He came back on the corn ferry, showed up last week, made the cut, got good course history here, short coastal course. Why the fuck not? 72, 72 to one. Like I'll definitely take, I'll definitely take Lanto um, at 72. Plus uh, he was a guy that we used to love to root for. And then everybody just kind of forgot about him. Cause he went away for like what, eight months with a back injury. So yeah, I love, I like Lanto this week. Okay. All right. So we shared Dietrich as an outright. Um, that's well, as soon as you knew, you knew I was going to bet him as soon as you, we talked about him last night. Yeah, I mean, like, after I kind of said all the things I said about him, but yeah, I, I knew. And, like, listen, I saw the, the number on him. I, I bet that as well. Uh, his short iron, it's a very small sample size. I wish we had this data from the European tour so I can actually verify it. But you want me? I can, I can pull it up for you. Hang on. Like, his proximity numbers, like, mm-hmm. and all that yeah. stuff? Yeah, I can get it from Rick. I, I looked at it earlier. I, it was oh, okay. It was good. All right. Regardless, his proximity numbers from with the short iron has been pretty yeah. good. Uh, so far this year, he's been pretty good on some of these shorter coastal tracks uh, that we've seen so far in the fall. Uh, T5 at BMW PGA, a really good field there. Uh, I think a T13 at uh, Nedbank down in South Africa. Uh, so, listen, garbage field, but listen, like, good result. Uh, T37 last week at Farmers. He was kind of sniffing around the top 20, had a bad Sunday. I just think he's playing really solid golf. Uh, he checks a lot of boxes and stuff I'm looking for. Good putter as well. I think you got to be a good, competent putter to putt well in this POA. So I, I bet him. Um, I'm not the biggest Alex Smalley fan in the world, but he had 65 to 1. And listen, it's hard to, kind of like with Nick Hardy, it's kind of hard to ignore some of the ball striking he, he's shown lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I was a little concerned about how he's a southeastern guy. How is he going to go on California? And, uh, you know, his first couple tournaments on POA out in California has been all that good, but he, I think he's gained his last three. So that gives me a little confidence that maybe he's kind of figured it out there. And 65 to one for a guy that had a fifth at RSM. And he's played well in a couple other shorter tracks, too. Um, you know, if he's got that putter figured out on this POA, I think he can definitely be live. Uh, so 65 to one on Alex Smalley. I think this is a very popular bet this week. It's Ben Griffin, 70 to one. He checks a ton of boxes of a guy who should do well here. Like really good proximity numbers. Uh, very good and efficient tee to green, uh, you know, second or third at Bermuda. I think a lot of skill sets that translate Bermuda are pretty good and apply to this place. I mean, essentially this is the Bermuda field just with Holland Fitzpatrick and speed there. Uh, I mean, is he ever ready to win? I don't know, but 70 to one. I thought that was a decent price on him. Uh, Will Gordon, I have a Will Gordon problem. I continually bet Will Gordon. Uh, I had restrained <laughs> myself in the fall to just top 40s, and that worked out kind of well. Uh, now I'm betting him at 75 to 1. I just believe in the kid's talent, and I, I think I'm going to be an apologist for Will Gordon right now. I think his results don't indicate how well he's been playing. So you remember at Bermuda, he was within five of the league going to the final round. Capri, you know, I love tracking that stat I know. and he was hanging around the back nine. And then he went on the bogey train. I bet him a top 40 that week. I was actually concerned. He has dropped from like second to like 38th. I'm like, am I going to blow this? And he actually cashed, which is good. Um, you know, I think he had like a top 15 finish at RSM, but he was kind of in the mix there too. Same thing. at Sony. He was within five of the lead and had a bad Sunday. Um, his two shot league measure round last week where he hit the ball fine. Um, 
or, uh, you know, he hit the ball fine on South last week. And then at Amherst same course, he hit the ball. Okay. I don't really know exactly what happened to the other courses, but I think, I believe the kid's talent. I think he's been good on some of these shorter tracks, like a third at Mayakoba as well. Uh, so I bet him there. And then Robbie Shelton, 90 to one, um, mm-hmm. you know, his short iron numbers have been really good. And again, he's been pretty solid. Some of these short tracks. So yeah, he didn't really do very well at, uh, farmers last week. That's not a Robbie Shelton course. But a T6 at Amex, he had a couple other good finishes in the fall, some of these shorter tracks. Um, I think that guy is also someone who can, you know, occasionally get hot with the putter as well. Um, so Robbie Shelton, 90 to 1, I thought that was a decent price. So that's the outright card. Uh, I'll have one more FOMO bet that'll come out tomorrow night, but you guys are going to have to wait for that. All right. Like it. Like yeah. it. All right. You want to do, right. do, do the last break before we break down the rest of the betting cut? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, listen, the big game squares contest SGPN is giving away a thousand dollars in their big game squares contest. It's completely free to enter. All you need to do is follow the sports gaming podcast on Spotify and give them a rating. Then go to sports slash squares to enter for your chance to win a free big game square. How petty is the NFL, by the way, the fact that I have to read an ad like that, where we all know what game we're talking about. And I have to say big game. How petty. Well, how, how petty is the PJ Tour for suspending our Twitter account, apparently? Because uh, Cameron showed uh, a video of uh, from the coverage. Oh, you didn't see that. Yeah. Are, our, we, are we suspended? I knew why, because I couldn't go live on Twitter, so I couldn't figure yeah, out. Yeah, we got DMCA'd for that. Uh, <laughs> I, rookie rookie move by our producer. You can't no, whatever, dude, cross the PJ Tour with Mayo us. got fucking got shadow banned i texted i was like the first yeah. one to uh to tweet at him i was like uh bro i think you're shadow banned <laughs> like, yeah i mean so. the uh, god forbid people who like to bet on golf and spread the word on golf like the pga tours fucking worse there oh. there are such a bunch of relics dude it's oh ridiculous it really it's, is it's so bad like grow the game like like do like you have people out here who put hours of time into doing this and putting content out and like spreading golf like degenerate gamblers should be exactly who you're fucking targeting people between people between 30 and 50 with uh disposable income that will gamble on shit and probably play golf anyway and don't didn't don't realize that they can bet on golf like yeah i didn't always bet on golf i i, I was like I like golf. I follow golf. I watch golf. Maybe I should see about betting on golf. And that's literally how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was it. <laughs> like, if I actually ask you, how, how, I know that you played, like, uh, college golf. How did you actually start betting on golf? The, the pandemic, man. I'm an accountant. So, uh, oh, God. There we go. You know, that's how it CPAs, goes. CPAs, baby. Let's go. I'm, I'm a quarter CPA. <laughs> oh, okay. I did. I finished fire and I couldn't get further than that, I guess. I wow. just it, it's, lost it's interest because accounting is just boring to me. I don't know why yes. I listened to my parents and did that for 25 years of my life and still doing it now. But it is what it is. So we're moving on. We're trying to get out of the accounting world quite quickly as, as, as possible. But try yeah, mortgages. That's how. Say what? Let's try mortgages. Oh, Jesus. No. Uh, enough's enough with these spreadsheets that I don't give a shit about. And I'm, I'm looking forward to <laughs> to staring at, at strokes gained over assets, liabilities, and, and yeah, or exactly. freaking journal entries and stuff. So yeah, yeah. enough That's, of that. No. All right. While well, we transition back to golf then. So, uh, yes. Byron, do you have any matchups you like this week? I do. But before we go there, I have to say Aaron Badley at 210 to 1. Uh, we didn't get to chat too much about him. 210 okay. to 1 Aaron Badley. All right. Guy's been he's been doing some stuff. You know, he popped up at the Bermuda. When when things get get windy out there, I think he's the kind of guy that you want to look for. I think the wind and the hair and 
and whatever you want to call it, kind of goes in into like a synchronous, beautiful place. And 221 for a guy that's typically been a good golfer about a decade ago and is kind of having a bit of a resurgence is something I'm interested in this week. And I think he's he's been showing some stuff, especially on the short game side of things. He can can make up some ground there. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, think he's got like, a top 25 in his last three years. Yeah, his, I think his or iron has been pretty decent recently from like yeah. shorter range too. So I mean, he's kind of my periphery, but I listen for two hundred to one for a guy that he does yeah. have some pedigree to his game at least you yeah. know, ten years ago and a shorter track. Maybe that can be you know good for him. So yeah, I don't mind that play at all. So, like and then I've right. I've got two matchups. Okay, and they're both against Taylor Pendrith, Matt Kuchar. Oh, nice! I love it, baby. Yes. Yeah, Matt Kuchar minus one eighteen. And then Matthew Neesmith plus money, plus 100. Um, Love it. Just pretty much fading Pendrith. I don't think he's his biggest weapons out of the, out of the picture. Uh, You know, he hasn't necessarily been playing that well prior since the president's cup, really, you know, everyone was super mad hyped about him and fantasy lineups and all sorts of stuff. People are going to say, this guy's going to break out this year. Really hasn't done much. Yeah. Neither has Neesmith, you know, outside of, you know, recently the last three starts, but he plays well here. And you know, obviously, if Matt Cooch is sitting my model, he's gonna he's gonna be in a matchup against Taylor Pendrith, who's sitting probably I don't even know where he is, you know, way down here. So okay, way down. Um, Love it. Yeah, yeah. So so I I found a matchup against. Uh, I mean, listen, if you guys been listening the last couple of weeks, I don't bet my matchups anymore because I am a mush. Uh, so I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I've actually found one that I liked against Taylor Pendrith, but a uh, guy you bet in Joel Damon, I found a minus one ten over Taylor Pendrith. Kind of a lot of similar reasons as, uh, you know, you just described. Pendrith, I don't know what's been going on. Like, for a while there, it was yeah. his putter that was broken. That's kind of come back a little bit, but his iron numbers have been really bad. Like, you know, I mean, he gained so many strokes off the tee. That's neutralized a lot this week at all three of these golf courses. Maybe not at Spyglass Hill, but at Pebble and Monterey for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really like Pendrith a whole lot this week. So, so you found a Joel against Pendrith? So I got, yeah. I, 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 so the first matchup I bet, I got Damon over Pendrith, and I got him at plus 115. Ooh. <laughs> I got plus money. I was Hell yes, dude. Click that button. That was the first matchup I bet this week. Yeah, because I wanted to tag at Pendrith. I I could only find that one. I haven't looked at my uh, other two two yet. I'm trying, uh, trying not to go nuts this week, try to wait a little bit for next week, but... I don't know. By the time tomorrow night rolls around, I'm sure I'll have fucking way too much, like I always do every week. Okay. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I love it. I love the fact that we're all targeting Pendrith. Yeah. That's good. Are we all three yeah. are yes. fading Pendrith in matchups? What are the yes. chances of that? Love what it. Could what could go, go wrong? wrong. <laughs> what could go wrong? Exactly. exactly. There you go. All right, Capper, what about you? Where are some other ones you got? All right. So I got Putnam over Denny McCarthy just because. Just because, like, pot, like everything you guys said about Putnam, like I would have bet him if he had the three. Everything you guys said, and the Denny McCarthy, like whatever, like he just he he shows up and he goes 35, 45, miss cut, fifty. Like I'll take I'll take my chance on that, and it's only minus one ten. Fine, like I'll eat I'll eat the I'll eat the ten cent juice on that. Um, I really like that play. Um, and then I'm sorry, Steve, but you're you're actually going to be torn on this one. So I took Shelton over Will Gordon. Okay, be- because I just think. Everything you said about Shelton, I dug into him last night. Um, I just think he's one. He's in better form. Um, he's got better power numbers. Uh, and I, w- isn't Will G his biggest strength is fucking off the box? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I, it is. I, like 
His around the green numbers are bad. His proximity numbers are bad. He's missed the cut the last fucking two times. Um, and so the proximity numbers, yeah, you're, how, how long are you going with the proximity numbers? I'm going 24 rounds. Okay. That's very short. That's probably not capturing what happened last fall, but I don't care what happened last fall. What are you doing today? Okay. <laughs> we, right. we argue about this all the time. Like I get, like I'll look at longer stats, but I, I weigh what he is doing recently much more than what he did a year ago. Okay. So if, like he, so if he had ago, a cold last tournament, like you're just going to hold that against him, right? It's 24 rounds. Okay. It's not last. Maybe tournament. it's a really long cold. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and then um, I took uh, I took Lanto over Lipsky because uh, fuck Lipsky. Uh, BK is big on him, which means it's time to fade him. Um, I, I, and I really like I just I like Lanto this week. Like I I feel like he's going to be another bug in my ear that I'm just going to end up betting way too much on throughout the thing because I used to bet him. And but listen, he missed the cut at the Amex. Um, he's towards the bottom of the field from 125 to 150. Um, he doesn't necessarily pop well uh, on on Poa, and yeah, man, I like uh, I like catching. I got it's another plus money one. I got I went plus uh, plus one ten. So yeah, I'm gonna take that all day. And then uh, it's not even just because you're on the show, uh, but I took EVR at plus money, plus one twenty five over Davis Riley. What does Davis Riley do? Nothing. Like he's wild off the box, yeah. wild and. I pulled it up earlier. Where'd it go? Yeah, I, I asked last week if uh, Davis Riley was dead. I almost asked that again this week because yeah, I mean, he missed he, I think I think he's the same price this week as he was last week in in DFS, and it's a much yeah. worse field. He puts like shit on Poa. Um, he's he ranks pretty high from one twenty five to one fifty for proximity, but yeah. he missed the cut at the Famas. T sixty five at the at at the Amex. Like, yeah, dude, and I'm getting plus money on, on – listen, don't get me wrong. EVR can completely fucking blow up. Like, no question about it. But he looked really good at the Amex. Um, his his wedges are a little shaky, but he's really good around the green. He can definitely make putts, and he's long and straight off the tee. Um, I love getting plus money against Riley, who I have no faith in anymore. Okay. Um, Any thoughts on EVR, Byron? He's he's a great upside play this week. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't play him in a matchup personally because I just mm-hmm. think what he, sh- he hasn't shown us enough lately. But oh, he's I'm not Boston Kappa. I don't live in the I don't vacuum myself to the last two two decimal seconds. <laughs> but I'm a I'm a big long long term fan of of stats. But that's how I play my matchups in particular. But I like him. I'm definitely going to be playing him. And and I was. Eyeing a top 20 bet on EVR. Because I feel like if you're going to go for him on a bet type of thing, like shoot for the upside. You know, I'm not going to bet him top 40. I mean, go top 20 or bust kind of thing. So yeah. if you're going to get a plus money bet on a matchup on against Davis Riley, I feel like that's a fair yeah. play. I definitely. Okay. Yeah. I, all right. And then I want to ask you guys about this one. I haven't bet this yet. It's Keith Mitchell versus Rose. Okay. So one one of the matchups I targeted and what are the odds against Mitchell? So it's uh it's minus one hundred five uh, Mitchell. You just don't like Rose, do you? Yeah. Why? I why? don't like Rose this what's week. Your, what's your take on this? So I know he's played pretty well. Uh, I mean, what? You get two top twenties the last uh, last couple times out. He doesn't really have a good course history here. I think he made it on the number last year and came in like T sixty. I don't know, man. It's just something about 
I feel like when I, when Rose starts catching steam, like <laughs> like in the in the Twitter sphere, I'm like, mm. it's like when you're it's like when the when when the girl scanning your groceries asks you about Bitcoin. It's time to get the fuck out of Bitcoin. <laughs> like it's like all right, uh, I feel like maybe jump the shock a little bit. Um, the only thing, that, so Mitchell Mitchell finished well here, but he doesn't like California. Like he's on record saying he does not like putting Poa. Um, I don't know. That's why I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. I don't even know if I need to. I got enough matchups. Um, let let me weird. let me ask a question. Is it because the other mush likes Justin Rose this week, and that's kind of what you're trying to? Oh, I oh I forgot about that. I didn't even think about that. So maybe maybe someone other than Keith Mitchell. Yeah, maybe. Because I, I also agree that, yeah, he's got the T12 last year at Pebble, but in right. his 12 starts in California he before stinks. that, it was uh, three of 12 cuts. Yeah, he stinks. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like Keith Mitchell. Um, I don't know if I like him personally this week. No. Um, I don't know. I think if you want to fade Rose, maybe go with there, – there's I think you can do better than I'll, I'll, I'll look. I'll look see what I got. Okay. Two of my books, two of my books have the same fucking matchups. I haven't looked at the third one yet because the juice is usually worse on that one. But okay, well let, let me throw one out for you because I found one a Keith Mitchell uh, matchup. How about Thomas Dietrich plus one hundred over Keith Mitchell? Oh, all day. Let's go. Okay, let's go. All right, let's there's go. that. And then actually, I landed on the same matchup as you for EVR. But how about EVR plus one and a half strokes at minus one twenty over Davis Riley? Why would I just take the plus money because he's going to wipe the flow with him? Okay, we'll just do let's that. Go. You just do that then. I mean, like anytime I see like a guy I really like with plus one and a half strokes and not all that crazy juice, I'll just yeah. take it. I just feel like it's golf and so much weird shit can happen. I mean, look, fuck what Higo last week had Higgs by like fucking six strokes going into Sunday. I still somehow lost that fucking matchup. Yeah. Like I'd rather just I'd rather just try to get the plus money than be sweating two fucking strokes in golf. Well, maybe that's why I'm bad at matchups. So that's why I, <laughs> they're no longer on my card with that rationale. So. What is it about golf betters that like plus money bets? Why don't we like a little casual minus 120 kind of thing? Oh, listen, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you look at my matchups, most of them are, you know, at least half of them are minus. And, like, when I get into my top 20s, like, I'll have minus. But for the most part, like, golf is, is such variance in it. It's like I'm going to bet a stroke and a half and pay fucking juice with yeah. And well, I don't know. Did he get in a fight with his wife on the way to the course and his fucking short game is going to be all fucked up? Like, no, thanks. I'd rather get, I'd get, get, get close to even money as possible. You guys have been there. You guys have been going out with your buddies and your wife's like, yeah, go, go have fun. And then like, she'll text you something passive aggressive while you're on the driving range. Your fucking <laughs> shit, your shit is screwed for that day. You're shooting one fucking 20. Cause all you worry about is, oh, when I get home, this is going to be a pain in the balls and da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like these guys have the same problems we do. Like, never mind. Like, who knows what pro golfers are doing when they're out drinking and boozing and doing whatever? Like, oh man, like I can't imagine. I can't well, imagine. John Daly showed up with a with a with a knife cut across his cheek. Didn't he? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Allenby apparently got uh, jumped in a uh, Sony. So. <laughs> oh wait, that was the fake guy, right? Was that the fake? Yeah, one? I think he just uh, just fell on the curb. Yeah, he was hammered, and then his yeah. wife like divorced him or some shit. But yeah, like so, like I, I get it. Like, I, like listen, I definitely like plus money, but I will definitely lay juice. The problem is, is I'm a little scad from two weeks ago with fucking Will Z because I laid I laid a heavy amount on him to make top twenty, and fucking it was like minus one thirty. I took him at stroke and a half, fucking minus one hundred five, like like ugh, just. So now I need to hit the rest of my fucking matchups that have longer better or, or rest of my placements the longer better. Or odds to hopefully fucking break even, you know what I mean? Like, ugh. okay, but all yeah, right, I'll definitely, I'll, de- I'll definitely lay juice, and 
fuck me and Steve used to do it when you used to get uh, when New York first opened up. We used to I used to have to shoot him money, be like, hey, you have to fucking play this. This is like what was like Xander mm. and like heavy guys with like stupid numbers. Like, yeah, whatever. I'll I'll lay I'll lay the minus one fifty. Yeah, it, it was I think it was like JT at some tournament, like yeah. minus one ten for yeah, like a, for a top thirty. I was like five hundred dollars. Fucking bet it. Here you go. Yep, <laughs> yep. And then it, it was like putting it in a savings account. You accrue the interest, and then you just send it right back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, all right. Well, speaking of positionals, uh, Byron, do you got any positionals this week you like? I've it's got, kind of a, it's um, kind of a tough market. So yeah, yeah. I've got some. I have a weird thing going on this week because I went into the week thinking I'm not not fucking around with these placement bets this week because it's a scary, scary, weird week. Me I'm too. going a third of Me my too. units on placements. I'm not going a full unit per bet like I typically do. And then DraftKings hung a plus 105 Maddie Fitz. Oh, all three yeah. of them, by the way. All the all the three top dogs all sitting plus money. I woke up this morning. Yeah. I was like, oh God. Okay. So which one am I going to click? I looked at Maddie Fitz. He's finished top 20 in 70% of his starts this in the last 16 tournaments. Said played well yeah last year. Sign me up. Two units on that. I went from playing a third of a unit to two units. I just felt like that was a number you can't pass up. Yeah. And then is that, is that still hanging? Because I'm going no, to have no. It's back to one minus one fifty now. Yep. Um, it's it was a weird thing. I don't know what they were. Some someone went rogue on the on their account. Thanks, thanks for that text, Steve. Thanks, <laughs> hey, you want to get down I, on this? I, I put fuck, I, I put it in Discord, buddy. I, I, said, I, don't, I said that yesterday. You have you, we text five hundred times a day, five hundred times a day. When, when I look at my phone bill, it's like fifteen hundred texts, seven hundred and fifty of them are for you. Well, I'm sorry that one didn't come you through. Could have but sent yes, me a text. I, I also noticed. I, said, yeah. I have. I so listen. Like I know Spieth has been kind of rocky, but just because like it was plus one, I think one ten for a top twenty yeah. on that yeah. book. I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm just gonna bet that. And then oh same thing with Hoblin, he's plus one fifteen. Well, so I, I so I bet all three, and listen, if I get if I get two or three, make about a little it. more in the unit. Yeah, I'm cool. Good, Gold I'm cool. That, that basically covers my outrights for the week. So yeah. I, I did I did the same thing. Like I'm consider nice. like I, like I like usually I go top thirty, top forty market too. I'm considering maybe just That's like so. not doing that because some of the prices I don't love it. Like, do I really want to pay like plus one fifty for Carl Yuan for a top forty, or like do I pay like although I like Brendan Top like. Like plus one seventy five top thirty, it's not terrible, but um, I might just go with that and then maybe do a handful of some other positions and just call it a day. Yeah. yeah, let me let me see if I can sell you on a few. Yeah, I've got I've got three more top twenties and then I think six top forties somehow. Okay, I up with. so we've got Matt Kutcher, Ben and Todd, Andrew Putnam, plus two hundred, plus two eighty, plus one seventy. So Brennan Todd, what'd you get? What'd you get Todd at? Plus two eighty. And I think he's sitting also, at plus two fifty oh, now. For a top twenty, I got him. Yeah, I got him at top twenty. I got him at, I got him at plus three twenty. For a top twenty, yeah, dude, I love that. <laughs> I think everything about his game suits this golf course so well, but yet he hasn't somehow managed to get it done. But I think he's yeah. also trending. He's he's kind of doing his thing right now. He's he's looking yeah. like he's playing some good golf, going to a course that I think suits him. I mean, what Very course well. suits him better than this place? Really, Not, like nothing. A short positional cutting venue. Yeah. Exactly. It's, like, it's, it's like here in Colonial. That's like basically right <laughs> Colonial is another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and then Cooch, I, I couldn't pass up a plus two hundred on Cooch for a top twenty. Who's he's been doing good stuff. You know that Sony performance he had was incredible after going tres bogies in a row and then yeah, finished T seven. You know, yeah. so he's he's out there playing some good golf and, and this course suits him fantastically too. So, and then Andrew Putnam plus one seventy. I think that's it's a really nice that's a good number. Too. 
Yeah, that's a good number. Yeah, I was looking at some of those guys for like top twenty, top thirty. So yeah, yeah. that's definitely yeah, so, on my radar. So, so we we match we match on a couple. So I got Todd at plus three twenty. I got Putnam. I got him at plus one fifty five, which is fine. Okay. Still a good, yeah, yeah, still yeah. a good number. Um, I ate the juice with Vic minus one thirty, top twenty. Yeah. Um, which, which I was fine with, and then your boy Griffin plus two fifty five. Um, Taylor Moore plus two sixty. Lanto three to one. Okay. Uh, these for, these are top twenties. Top twenties. Uh, the only I bet is top twenties, like because uh, I don't have access to top uh, top forties, and to me the juice is, is never worth a squeeze on the top ten and top fives. Yeah. Okay. No, it's unless you're betting like a, a Colin or JT or someone. Like right. That. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, yeah, because no, like I, I mean, it, like if they get dead heated, you're basically like, yeah, you're not the same amount as. Well, my guys, I don't get dead heated with my locals except for first yeah. round leaders. So these are all no dead heats either. Like all, that's all real, my, yeah, dude. That's yeah. another 30, 40 points you can add a value quite easily to those numbers. So that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Dead heat's the worst. All right. How about, how about some top 40s? Uh, top 40s. Like? Matthew Neesmith plus 125. Russell Knox plus 125. Joel Damon plus 230. That doesn't seem right. What? No. That doesn't seem right. That fucking it doesn't, thing. It's on Bed Rivers. I will double check that. I doubt it's I doubt it's correct. It's probably one, probably 130. I should. Okay, um, I'm I'm probably getting your your skirt text, blown up a little I'm too about, much. I'm, yeah? about to, I'm about to text Mush right now. <laughs> yeah, because Mush uh, Mush bets through uh, three rivers or uh, whatever it is, bet rivers, and he fucking complains about it constantly. I think <laughs> let's go with plus one thirty. I think that's a it's a much safer bet gotcha. from my side. And then Nick Taylor plus one twenty, Ben Griffin even money, and then Nate Lashy plus one twenty five. I kind of went a little rogue on the on the top forties there, but no, you know, these, I, guys, I, I, these guys all right out. Pretty I like good Taylor. And, yeah, okay. I like I like Taylor. I bet him outright, so I definitely like him. Fucking top forty. Mm, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting for one other place to drop him, and then I might. Uh, I'll I'll have my top forties tomorrow. But like you know, like guys that were like Brent Griffin, like Will Gordon, Nick Taylor, Grayson Sig, Justin oh, Lauer, Scott Piercy, hey, Ben Taylor, hey. like some of those types of guys. Like that's who I'm ta- targeting right now for like my top forty. Yeah. It just depends on what I can get for him. So. All right, you got any other bets, uh, or can we move on to uh, the Bonesaw Classic? <laughs> Let's go. Let's All go. right. Okay. So, um, I may, uh, may I give like a brief course preview of this place. So, it's a past column golf course, very short, uh, only seven thousand yards long. Uh, I mean, typically it's been kind of two models of types of players done well here. You got really big bombers gain a lot of strokes off the tee, like your Dustin Johnson's, your Bubba Watson's, Brooks Kepka is one here. Or you got kind of your guys just hits a lot of fairways. Uh, you know, Grant McDowell's one here. Abe Answers is very good here too. So, you know, kind of like a mini version, maybe of like Bay Hill or something. Um, for my outrights this week, I kind of just listened. Like a lot of these guys haven't had a lot of stats. Um, kind of went a little bit with narratives. I did not bet a lot, a lot on this event. It's no. kind of just to pique my interest a little bit. Uh, there were some fun narratives I kind of grilled up in my head that uh, I would like to see happen. So, uh, yeah, those are uh, where my bets are going to be. Uh, so, uh, Byron, do you have any bets for uh, Saudi International? I'm busy scrabbling looking at numbers now because I totally forgot we we're going to talk about this. That's, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Go That's ahead fine. and just keep what? speaking. Okay. I'm going to like I, cram something in your so, last minute. So, I, I, have, I have two bets, and they are just 100% on brand. Steve, I want to know... If you can tell me the two golfers that I bet that are on brand. Uh, Co-Crack? What? How's that fucking on brand? You love Co-Crack. I used to love Co-Crack. 
Okay. He's my favorite Texan. All right. Who, who is it? I'm, I've been, I'm I've, so I've been talking to a lot of One more guess. One more guess. One, you got to get at least one of them. Who's in the field? Uh, Cam Smith. Okay. There's one. Who's the other one? Think about who's in the field. Uh, Cam Young? No. The e- here, baby. Fucking 20 to 1 coming off a of top okay. three over in Dubai. Let's go. Let's go, Herbert. Come on. Okay. Lucas Herbert. Yeah, man. I love that fucking guy. All right, dude. And he got, I got him 20 to 1. That's actually, that's not bad. Yeah, so 20 to 1. It, and then you're going for a guy time. who hits it a pretty long ways. Long I mean, obviously, Mer- Lucas hey, Herbert. Hell yeah. Yeah. What did you I mean, Cam, he, won, he won Bermuda. That's by the ocean. This Cam is by the, the ocean, too. So. Cam, Cam was nine, but whatever. Like I just, I always bet him. Oh, okay. I'm he in was, on Cam. 100%. He was percent. Like yeah, that's it. Single bullet. Let's like, go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So throw throw, throw like twenty five, fifty bucks on on Herbert and uh, and then yeah, like said, like a hundo, one fifty on on Smith. And let's go. All right. I mean, did not bet a whole lot of money. I bet four guys, kind of for my own entertainment. So. Uh, I found a Cam Young at 14 to one. Obviously, I don't really need to go into a lot of explanation about how great of a golfer he is. Uh, just kind of like a fun narrative so in my head. Well. I can see I can see it's going oh, one of two God. ways. Either he is here, uh, maybe the PG Tour sent him just to destroy this live field and kind of embarrass everybody. That would be a fun narrative if he ends up winning. So I, I would kind of want to have some money behind that. Or it's the ultimate heel move and just like the NWO, just, you know, turn and bad guy. He's been with live all along and then he wins and maybe somehow like, like all of this is just made up, made up golf. It's CGI and everything. And it's fake and they rig it. So Jesus he wins. Christ. And do you believe, do you believe Hamlin is alive, Steve? <laughs> no. Listen, if Henrik Sensen could win a fucking event after oh, stripping captaincy, like that, that raised my alarm bells that maybe this isn't quite legitimate. So I don't listen. I, I'm, I'd say his tongue in cheek, but yeah. you know, I, he also fits his golf course. Same thing with like a Mito, by the way. Like if this all is completely fake, no. why haven't they announced that he's on live? I think this what would be a great time for him to win. And at? then this is his grand debut on the live. Oh, that be good? Yeah. What, uh, what number was he at? What number did you get? Uh, him? I got him at 33. I thought that was a good price. I'm pull it up. <laughs> and then um, Bryson at 35. I feel like I just have to pay it just because of the upside. And listen, like he was bad on live last year. Um, he was injured though. Like he had the hip injury. He had the wrist injury. We've seen guys when you have a lot of wrist injuries, like a Daniel Berger or Hideki, it takes a while to come back from it. Burger. He also lost a lot of weight too. I'm very happy about that. He figured out he didn't have to be JJ Watt in order to hit it 350. So if he's coming in healthy, uh, you know, he can do a lot of good things here. I know he didn't play well on live, but I, I kind of like how it seems like he's gone away from the big weight gain and maybe going back a little bit to his roots and still kept some speed. I kind of like that with him. And then Matthew Wolf, 35 to one, he's got some really good Saudi results. He's got a couple top tens here. And, you know, I, I know we make fun of a lot of guys who've gone to live. I actually think going to live was a good thing for him because it just yeah, seems so like, too. Yeah. He he could not count it on the PGA Tour just for whatever reason he wasn't cut off for that. But like, you know, as soon as he, I mean, they talked about it. Yeah. It was his mental health, man. They just couldn't deal with it, which is fine. Right. Like, not everybody can. Like it is what it but is. But as soon as he actually started playing live, like now he's not hitting eighty balls out of bounds or under the water. He's actually posted like pretty good. Like I know it's bad fields, but like he's actually hitting good shots. And I think let's say he got paid. He doesn't have to worry about grinding and keeping his card and. He has a bad round. He has a bad round. It's lifted a lot of pressure off him. And I think for a kid like that, just to get freed up, I mean, now he just lets his talent take over and he's a really talented guy. Like there's a reason why he had all that hype coming out of college. The reason why he was 54 leader at Wingfoot. There's why he won his third event. So 
maybe I'm an apologist for Matthew Wolf like I am for Will Gordon, but I, I just, I believe the kid's talent at 35 to one for a kid I've seen do really well in this golf course. Uh, I, I bet it. So speaking of head cases, talk to me a little bit about Cameron Young. Okay. What's going, what's going on with his putting inside of He can't putt. <laughs> it's yeah. like, like yeah. he's one of the worst on the tour right now, putting from inside. Putting. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Like he's so long and like, I don't know. Like I, I we talked is. about this on the last couple events. Like, I mean, it's just, I mean, I mean, putting just goes sometimes, right? Cause putting is yeah. so mental and like, I don't know. Maybe he'll get it back, but I don't think he's going to get my money until I at least see something on the fucking green. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, it wasn't a heavy amount. It was kind of more the narrative. I could, re- I, I, I think it's oh, going to be a I, concept bonanza if he ends up winning this thing. And like the PGA tour is going to have a giant, giant thing over live. If that happens, I can't find Mito's number. Like this fucking local doesn't have Mito in the fucking field. Yeah. It, just look for Pereira. It's, it might be, might be. Thanks, thanks buddy. Thanks. I'm looking by the last name. This guy has it set up like he's the beautiful mind shot. It's, it's not alphabetical. It's not like fucking, it's not by number. It's just, yeah, it's just throw them all on a fucking page and you, you dig through and find it. My eyes blew. Okay. All right. So. All right. With that, Byron, thank you for coming on the show tonight. We really appreciate it. Uh, why don't you tell us where we can find you? Give it a couple Wait, of plugs. Real, real, real quick after I let him, I'll let him make his plugs, but. I don't think you ever answered. So I've been to the Seychelles. And so have you Have you ever been to the Seychelles? No, I've been to Germany for 14 hours and then the United States. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Seychelles is beautiful, man. We had a bunch of, we had a couple of South African uh, guys and girls uh, just fucking love the fact that we were there helping out. And we were there at like some random casino, which was the loosest casino I've ever been in. We, I was standing behind my buddy looking at everybody else's whole cards and they, I was drunk. So they must have known I was doing it uh, because I was not being slick and I could see what they were. And it was like the three cad, three cad poker. And I just tell them to bet or not bet. And uh, they bought our drinks all night. It was a fucking good time. man. had a good time in Seychelles. Hey dude, Africa is amazing. It's just poorly run. That's pretty much the general theme across the the planet, the continent um, um, and the planet, I guess. But I was about to say planet's accurate. Planet's accurate. You don't have to, you don't have to pull back on that one. (laughs) All right, Byron. uh, Why don't you give a couple of plugs? Oh yeah. Um, at the Model Maniacs, the pretty much the hub for everything you can find that I'm doing. Um, Rotoballer.com is my my place that I write all my articles for. That's kind of where I got that F- FSWA nominee from. They were they've been fantastic to me. And then Back Nine Bits is my my podcast that I do on Mondays and Tuesdays. And I have a have a guest on a Monday and, a, and I do a solo show. Yeah, about two hours ago, on my own, just kind of running through the model, checking out what's going on, running through all these bets and chatting about DFS and Having a good time. No. Okay. Nice. Can can people go vote for for you for the writer of the year? Is it like My a public thing or is it like question? And and it's a no. Yeah. Uh, it's just uh, okay. I just we'll just wait and see. You know, they just put the <laughs> they just put it out there, and now we just wait. So oh, one right. of my worst things is eagerly anticipating disappointment. You know, it's just how it goes. So hopefully we can just, just have the speech you snag it. Yeah, have the speech in your pocket. You know, just yeah. in case, have some have some cocktails that night and. Uh, yeah, man. Well, good luck. Seriously, man. I really, really appreciate you being on the show. Mm. And uh, I assume everybody who listens to this follows you on Twitter. But if not, he's a fucking amazing follow. The graphics that he puts out, the stats that he puts out, um, and his articles over on Riddle uh, are, are solid, man. So, yeah, man, really appreciate having you on. Uh, we'll have to have Thank you on you, again, gentlemen. man. I appreciate being yeah, on the show with you, too. 
Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right. Well, listen, you guys know where to find Steve. Find him in the Discord. He is not on Twitter still. And uh, you can find him over on the Discord channel. I'll pop in randomly, and then Pauly shames me for not being there enough. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter at Boston underscore cap. But other than that, it's Pebble week. We got a big week next week. Cross sports bets, waste management with the Super Bowl. Break them fucking books. Let's get that bankroll fat for next week. Let's fucking go. 